Hello, and welcome to the CEO Blind Spots Show, where leaders reveal their blind spots and best practices. I'm your host, Birgit Kantz, and today's guest is Kelly Matthews, who's the president and founder of two companies. One of those is called KSM, which has actually been recognized as a winner for eight consecutive years of Houston 101 Best and Brightest Companies to Work For. So welcome to the show, Kelly. Well, thank you, Birgit. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk with you today. Yeah, and I appreciate knowing a leader like you. I don't know how you figure it out to do it eight consecutive years in a row, because most companies can figure out one year, two years, but eight consecutive years. What do you attribute that to? I worked in public accounting for just over nine years, and and it was a place that I loved. It was was challenging. It was invigorating. But there was a handful of things that I didn't enjoy. And so when I started my own company, I thought, you know, I want to bring passion and the excitement and the intensity to my firm. But I want to change those handful of things that I didn't enjoy so that my team didn't have to experience that. And so I will say every year that we participate in the best companies to work for, they send us a report afterwards. And it really shows for, for the winners, they they rank you against your winning competitors. And we really take that to heart because it's all based on what our employees say as part of the survey. So I always try to put myself, you know, my coworkers, my employees shoes and really think about, oh, okay, why are they here? Why are they doing this? And make sure that that we are aligned in our purposes. And that has at least so far worked really well for us. Yeah, well, I checked out your company website and your values. And and one of the things uh, I saw on there is that you have flexible work style. Is that one of the reasons that you think you've done well? I think it's interesting. We actually do not have a start and end time nor any holidays, which you might be like, whoa, that sounds like a terrible place to work. But from the very first day, I thought, you know, I celebrate a certain set of holidays and someone else may celebrate a different set. And so we literally say, hey, the the building is closed because they're following a set of holidays. But if you want to work on that day, we will let you and you want to take off a month and go to India, we'll work with you on that too. So I I really feel like it's been interesting because for the most part, it is a very attractive feature, but there are a handful of candidates that have come through and they say, well, I work seven to five. And I thought, and I expect everyone who works with me to work seven to five. And I thought, wow, this is not a good fit for you, but it is a really fabulous place to work if you have that level of flexibility. And, And we've been, I think, very strategic and very thoughtful in how we make that work in a service company, because that is, it's a challenge to manage, but I think the benefits for both the management team and our staff. So Kelly, I'd like you to elaborate on that a little bit more because the type of company that you are, you do taxes for people, you do compliance and advice and then software implementation in the motor fuels taxes area. And then your other company does the training services to traders, refiners, and other professionals who deal with that. So how in the world have you managed to make flexible hours work when it seems like that would the type of company you are would require team effort? It absolutely requires team effort and we could not do it without the team that we have. What we figured out pretty early on is our schedule is a cycle and it's a cycle every month and it is a relatively straightforward bell curve, meaning we don't work that much at the beginning of the month. We work a ton in the middle sort of towards the end of the month, and then it tapers off. And so the employment model that we came up with was we need to have a bucket of hours for the month. 
And as long as you meet your bucket of hours, we really don't care when you work those hours. Add to that some technology that allowed us to really kind of work anywhere and stay in contact, even pre-pandemic, right? We had a, a fairly robust kind of portable workforce where if you wanted to tap in in the morning and work from home and then come in in the afternoon, you could. So it does require a, a certain type of employee to fit into to that structure. You know, we're accountants, so we're pretty straight-laced and we like some routine. So again, it doesn't work for everyone, but if that is a, an environment you can work in, it's really been fantastic. But that bucket of hours concept is great. If you have children and they have a lunch in the middle of the day you want to go to or a performance at nine in the morning, you don't have to ask. You just block out your schedule. You go do that and you work those hours maybe the next Friday or maybe work a little extra in the middle of the month. But but we let our team within the confines of when the work is there really perform and then really enjoy the downtime when it's a little bit lighter. It was really trying to create a schedule where our team, we weren't killing them in the middle of the month and saying, well, yeah, just keep working. It was really to try to mat our team with the work that was in place. And so far it's worked really successfully. Okay. So during those heavy months, you could reach people because everybody's kind of working those longer hours. And then the rest of the time, you're more flexible. It is. Well, and unlike say income tax in our tax specialty, the deadlines are monthly. Every mm. single month, we have, quote, busy season. So if, if you have a CPA who does your income tax return and they're underwater in April, that's us 12 months of the year. Oh. So we had to find a way to not just burn our people out after six months. And it was giving people within the month the ability to relax right in between the peaks that happen. Yeah every single month. So yeah. that's worked well. And, and don't get me wrong, sometimes that gets out of kilter and, and we have to adjust. And we've gotten really good at anticipating kind of the ebbs and flows of our business. So sometimes we miscalculate, but we've gotten really good at, at reacting if we haven't been able to be proactive at that. But we've, we've got 18 years of experience and it's really painful when you misestimate <laughs> so, or miss the estimate. So yeah, we, we've gotten pretty good at that. Wonderful. Well, and again, not only have you been recognized for it in Houston, but I happen to know you've also been recognized as a best and brightest company to work for in the nation. So you guys have definitely figured out some formula. And I've got another client who's a CPA firm. And I know from them, it's hard to attract CPAs right now or tax accountants, especially. And so it sounds like you have figured that out as well. We have with the specialty area that we're in, it's actually incredibly hard to sure. hire. It not only from a, a CPA standpoint, but but just from the tax technical expertise. And so very early on I recognized we were gonna have to build our own. And it takes my estimate, it takes about two years to really build just the walking around knowledge to be productive in this tax specialty area. And so we have monthly internal lunch and learns. Obviously, our training business or my training business supplements both internally and externally for our clients on the tax technical side. And there is a lot of on-the-job um, training, but our, our team, when they come in, new hires that come in, we have a six-week onboarding process where mm. they actually do not work on any client work for the first six weeks, but they they 
work on basically simulated project work. So when they actually get on a client, they've seen what they're going to do. So it, it has been, it is an evolving process as I think all call it HR, but in people development and people escalation, right? We're, we're taking people and, and helping them down uh, their career. Well, with any HR development or people development, it's really investing in the team that you have. And again, as I said earlier, we realized that we were going to have to build our own from a tax technical expertise. And so in providing internal training on the job and a, a very extensive onboarding, we help people come in, feel comfortable, and then they can really hit the ground running and, and really be successful for us and for our clients. Well, it sounds to me like you've certainly figured out various formulas for your success. So then I'm, of course, curious. I know I know you did a lot of this because you saw what you didn't like when you were an employee and what you did like, but did you ever struggle with something or did you ever have a blind spot as a leader? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I My company, I was very blessed that my company grew very, very quickly. And what I figured out is that I was holding on to things that I enjoyed. They were not things that my business still needed me to do. You know, in the early days, you've got your hands in everything, right? You're doing payroll. You, you might be cleaning the counters. You, I used to joke that you know, people are like, oh, are you the president of your company? And I was like, I'm the president all the way down to the janitor. Like I fill every role. And honestly, yeah. and I reached a point what the business needed from me to allow it to grow. I, I could no longer give it because I was spread so. And I, I remember I, I had a, a peer group that I was working with and we did this evaluation of what our interests were. And one of my interests is I really like clerical, administrative, and procedural things. So not a surprise, I was still up to my neck in those things for my business. And I was challenged by one of my peers who said, wow, why are you still doing payroll for your company, Kelly? And I was like, oh, I get a lot of important information out of that. And the response was, <laughs> In information that a controller couldn't give you in about five minutes. And I, it was so eye-opening. And that's the part that I'd obviously grown this business. I, I had some good things going for me. You know, I, I, I put some, you know, some thought and I kind of had it figured out. And that literally hit me like a two by four where I was like, huh. And it was this great recognition that I was holding on to things because I liked them. And I enjoyed doing that. And that's actually okay, but I wasn't willing to give those up yet. And when I started to realize, wow, my, my attention to these things that I'm enjoying in my business are taking me away from the focus that I need to have to let it grow. And so I made some really significant changes in really how my back office and support systems worked and had to give up some control on that, which is hard as a, as a founder, but um, it was honestly life-changing. Our, our, our business took off after that when I could really focus back on, on client work and client engagement. I was no longer resetting ADP passwords, which I'm not joking. That was actually one of my jobs. <laughs> so it's amazing what you can do when, when you mm -hmm. free up your time. So that, that was a really, it sounds so simple, but you get so ingrained in the day to day. And I think for me, that was such a, I enjoyed it. I liked it, but I had to give that to someone else and then go find another desire as, as the company continued to grow. So it was very eye-opening for me. Yeah. Well, and then I'm, of course, curious. You are the founder of this one and the other one, but but now you've got, it looks like, three other partners. How did that come about? I realized in part of the same discussion, I there's only 24 hours in the day. 
And I am getting older, but certainly early and and mid part of my career, I didn't need a lot of sleep. That is changing as I I age a bit, but I maximized that and probably abused it, quite frankly. I put myself in the hospital, I think three times, so from exhaustion. So do not recommend that path. But I reached a point where I recognized that my company had grown. I, I am a founder. I love the creation part and that initial engagement and creating what the business is going to be, the processes that make it work, finding people that love it as much as I do and creating that team and that excitement. Like that's what jazzes me. I I remember as I was adding partners, I, I looked at one partner in particular and and she was coming on to take over the operational side of the business. And I said, I want you to promise me one thing. And she said, what? I said, I don't ever want you to utter the words cafeteria plan to me ever again. And she just started <laughs> laughing. But I was, I got to a point where even though I had divested myself of a number of administrative things, the big things still were on my desk administratively to, to make the call on as the president, the firm manager. And bringing in the talent that I was able to bring in and the passion that each of them brought in and the talents that each of them brought in honestly just exploded the company. And Mm -hmm. it is a challenge because I had the foresight to not hire myself. And it's hard. (laughs) You really want to hire yourself. But the challenge is not to do that. And I was very blessed to find three people very different from me. In fact, we've done some personality assessments. And if you look at any matrix that or any personality assessment, we are literally at four ends of the of the grid. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, we kind of cover it all, but we come together with four very different perspectives and end up at the end of the day, especially on the big things, with a better decision collectively. That plus four times the passion, it's incredible. It's an incredible mix. So I, I have been so pleased with that transformation. And it is a transformation. And for a founder, there is some challenge there in letting go of the controls. You have to be ready for it. But it's not something you'd say, well, I want somebody passionate. I'm going to hire a partner or I'm going to add a partner. You you have to be ready for having the discussion and being willing for it not to go your way. Sounds like you were given some signs by your hospital visits to finally start to let go. And and unfortunately, I think a lot of leaders are, are getting to that place these days. So as we start to wrap up the show, I happen to know through through a mutual acquaintance that you have now figured out how to reduce your schedule and take care of your health. So for new leaders or leaders trying to take their company to the next level, what other tip or two do you have? Sure. It is a planned strategy. It's not something that happens overnight. You want to make sure that the leaders you are bringing on um, can continue your vision and your culture. Um, They're going to change it and that's okay, but it's investing in them while recognizing the talents and gifts that they bring to the table and letting them run with that. So it's, it's, you're working in parallel. You're, you're letting them bring ideas and their passion to the business while you also instill in them, here's the things that have made us successful up to this point. How do we blend those and make something even better? And that takes time and it takes growth on, on both sides and some intentionality. And so I, I think from, from my perspective, that was a desired end really due to, to some personal goals that I have, um, both for myself and for my co-owners and my business. And so mutual friend is right. I was very strategic in this, but it has been a, a seven year process um, to reach this point, but done very intentionally and, and very successfully 
that at the end of the day. Well, it's sure whoever's listening, they, they might themselves or they might have people they know who I'm sure would be very interested in seeing, are there any opportunities at your company to join you? Because you're such an unusual environment these days. Yes. Well, we have a number of employees that sought greener pastures and they usually come back. So yes, we, we are always looking for qualified candidates that are, are interested. So very good. Well, if anyone wants to know more about you or your company, I'll put it in the description, but it's ksmllc.com. And I really appreciate you being willing to be so open about obviously your, your successes, but also how you got to where you are now. Because again, I think uh, not a whole lot of company founders can say they were able to adjust and grow and learn to the point where they can enjoy quality of life and provide the same for their entire team. That is the goal. I feel like it makes everyone happy if we're all rowing the same direction. Yeah. Well, thank you again for taking the time to contribute to our leaders that are listening to us today. Absolutely. Thank you for the opportunity.